The future belongs to those who see the possibilities before they become obvious. Welcome to Fireside Chats Without the Fires with Neil Toff and Paul Catherell. Fireside Chats Without the Fires. Here we go. Neil Toff, Paul Catherall. Today is Friday, May 22nd. We're getting towards the end of May and we're back at it. Promise you, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be the episode not about COVID-19. Yahoo! Let's break we're them not home. Talking about, we're, break home. we're not talking about COVID. We're not talking about the new normal. This is the non-episode <laughs> around that. This is going to be a really fun episode that we'll tell you about in just a second. Paul, how are you? Good to have you. Friday, May 22nd. Absolutely. Angie, Neil, great to have this chat again. Yeah, I'm good. I've had a, a good week. I'll be honest with you. I'm looking forward to the weekend. What I didn't tell you before we recorded the podcast is, drum roll, we've smashed the 600 download mark. We smashed it today, mate. So a huge, huge thank you to everybody out there. You know, the fact that people are taking the time to listen to you and me, you know, to the fat on all things customer service, customer experience and BPO related, I, I think is fantastic. So a huge thank you to everybody out there who's taking the time out of their busy day to download the podcast and listen to it. Um, so yeah, really, really happy with that. Thank mate. you to, to those that wrote into us and actually followed yeah. our requests, our previous requests of give us some feedback, give us some ideas, share some topics. And we've had several of those this past week. So we know you're listening. We're also listening. Give us some feedback. Give us some feedback. All right, Paul, we said this before. This is going to be the uh, non-COVID session today. We're not talking about work from home. We're not talking about the new normal. We're not talking about all the other crap that everybody else is talking about. Let's get to something a little bit different, hopefully fun for everybody. Here's the topic. If you were a fly on the CX wall, what would you like to see? Meaning... You're a fly on that wall in the contact center or of yeah. your contact centers that you manage and operate. What do you want to see? You're the fly on that wall. You get to say what it is that you want to see as you're kind of hiding on that corner. You're a speck on the wall. No one sees you. No one knows that you're there. What is it that you, Paul Catherall, expert in all things contact center, what do you want to see? <laughs> that's, that's a great question. There's so many layers to that. So actually, let me answer it. Let me answer it in, in kind of a way. Actually, my role is now I am a fly on the wall, right? So as a vendor manager or as a, a whatever, whatever you want to term it, an outsource relationship manager, I've heard my role called before. You are in essence a fly in the wall because you're trying to you're trying to manage remotely what you want to happen in kind of the whole customer customer experience contact center solution. What do I want to see? I think the first thing that I want to see, Neil, is a fun. I want to see fun. I want to see a buzz around the place. I want to see a nice environment where people feel relaxed, where they can deliver what they should be delivering. I don't want to see script after script after script on the agent's PC or on the agent's desk or anything like that, right? That doesn't, that doesn't float my boat at all. I, when I, I've, my stance has always been when I make a call into a contact center, I don't want to speak to 10 pools. I don't want to speak to 100 pools. I want to speak to a Neil. I want to speak to a Paul. I want to speak to an Anya. I want to speak to somebody who's going to make my experience personalized and that they are going to take care of me. So that's, that's always been my driver. Another thing that I'm very passionate about when it comes to all things customer service, contact center related is coaching and development, right? I want to see team leaders 
who really care and are really passionate about the success of their team members, of their agents, call them what you will, right? Because at the end of the day, you're only as successful as a team leader as what those agents are saying on the calls to the customers. So for me, it's paramount that a certain amount of time, percentage-wise, and I, I don't think you can ever put a number on that percentage-wise. I know that, you know, the old way of thinking or the current way of thinking says, you know, you should have a ratio of 12 to 1 or 15 to 1 from a, from a management perspective, right? I don't think there's a right or wrong answer there. It's more about being engaged with your people on a daily basis. I used to have, going back 10, 15 years when I was a, um, a manager on the sales floor, I used to have something called the hopes and fears folder. And basically what the hopes and fears folder was, was I would spend time to get to know my kind of my agents, right? My teammates, call them what you will. And, I, and for everyone, I would have a page about their marital status, how many kids they got, their hobbies, what they were doing for the weekend, all that type of stuff. So I would be able to have a very nice informal discussion with them and then also do the coaching in terms of how they were, you know, how they needed to perform or how they need to improve, mate. So I think for me, those are the main areas, those are the main things I'd like to see. One last thing, I'd also love to see QA and training on the ops floor working together um, with operations to drive the results. Because I think sometimes you can see those, the shared service can kind of sit outside of the operations. So I, I, those are kind of the things that I'd like to see, mate. Does that make I sense? Yes, yeah, so let's double click on a couple of these. So you yeah. want to see fun. You yeah. want to see engagement. You yeah. want to see coaching. You want yeah. to see training and QA taking place. There's a lot of things yeah. going on if you're the fly on that CX environment. Cool stuff. I love it. Let me just push you on this one. Okay. So I've seen this in context centers outside the U.S. Some of them play music yeah. on the floor. Sometimes it's loud, sometimes it's soft, but sometimes there's some background music, especially on a Friday. Yeah. Sometimes it's a reward, an incentive. You know, if you do this, you get to listen to some music. Are you talking about that kind of external stimuli or are you just talking about smiles on faces uh, body language, to, you know, talk, talk to that a little bit. What do you, what do you specifically, yeah. like, how do you know people are having fun? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So I, I'm not a big fan of the music being played on the floor. I think it depends on the environment, right? I've seen it work well in the sales environment. So I've run a couple of sales campaigns in the past. And what I've done in, in the past, for example, is, you know, I've got maybe a team of 10 and each one of those, each one of those agents has a theme song. So every time they get a sale or they get a high MPS score, whatever it was, whatever it was, they would be able to play their, their theme song. So everyone's like, oh, mate, Neil's just got a sale or Paul's just got a sale or something like that. So that kind of helped, right? Overall, I'm not that, I'm not a big fan of music on, on this, on, on the operations floor. Yes, it works for sales. I don't see how it works for like a customer service, a customer experience standpoint. Um, so that wouldn't be my driver. In terms of fun, I would look for, the smiley faces, people talking to each other, the engagement piece. And I think for me, the biggest way that you can, that I would define fun or maybe fun's the wrong word, more engagement would be to see the team manager up and about and actually speaking to their teammates. So they're not sat behind a laptop. They're not sat behind a desktop, you know, responding to emails. In my opinion, that should be the last thing the team manager should do. They should be there to focus on the teammates to focus on the agents to make sure they're getting the exact amount of coaching and development they should need. Otherwise, what the F's the point? 
of them being there in the first place, right? That's all right. Let's double click on this. Right. So, so, so I, I like this. Uh, again, okay. engagement between like the supervisor or leader walking the floor. Yeah, I'm going to push you on this uh, because I've thought about this as well. Does the soup walk in the floor? The leader walk on the floor? Does that indicate? mistrust? Does that indicate kind of, I got to be checking on what the troops are doing because I don't really believe that they're actually working. And then let me ask you this other question. I worry about the soup that walks the floor, that's answering questions, that's coaching, that's providing support. I mean, on paper, in theory, it sounds wonderful, but does that indicate a different problem of like maybe the agents need a leader? They're not autonomous. They're not empowered. They're not well-trained enough. Um, is it really the supervisor that's doing the work? Because it's two full extremes, and I don't know if there's a right answer. Uh, you certainly yeah. want to see fun. I absolutely agree. You want to see support and coaching. But I just worry about the flip side of it is, is that indicative of a different type of problem that you may have on the, on the floor? Thanks for making me think so little on a Friday afternoon uh-huh. evening, my friend. Thank you very much. Um, so let me, let me try to answer those questions. I'll, I'll take your first one um, as best I can. I don't believe it shows a lack of trust from an agent perspective, in my opinion, right? I've always thought that a team manager should be there in the trenches with the agents. And that's when I, that, and I think rather than just sitting behind the desk or, you know, going off and, and not being around, that's when the team manager will really earn that, you know, they'll earn their stars, if you will, they'll earn their stripes, being in the trenches, showing support, particularly if you've got an agent who's having a bad day, whether that's from a sales perspective or even a customer services standpoint, right? There's that agent, if that team manager is there and leading them and showing them how to do it, then I think, in my opinion, I think that's when that leader becomes a proper leader and not just there in title alone. Um, I've seen some, you know, I've been fortunate in my career. I've had exposure to a lot of excellent, you know, team managers and a lot of excellent leaders. On the flip side, I've also been exposed to some mediocre uh, mediocrity in terms of like a leadership and for me the biggest differential is that care and that trust and that support that the leaders show to to, to their to their teammates mate does that help does that answer? absolutely it absolutely okay. does i would love to hear i think both of us would love to hear from the audience is paul right is neil right are we looking at this the right way are we asking the right questions are we envisioning the things the correct things that you and we should be seeing if we were the fly on that CX wall. Hit us up. We want to hear your feedback. Paul, as we wrap the non-COVID, non-work-from-home, non-normal <laughs> topic up, we're going to wrap this up with one final thought from you. Who are your CX heroes of the week? Who's getting the CX thumbs up? Who's getting the shout-outs? Give us a, a quick insight as to the people from this particular week that you're, you're proud of and have enjoyed working with or observing. Yeah, so I've spent this week kind of in the Twitterverse and also attending some webinars, which I've been very fortunate, right? So a couple of people I'd like to call out. Um, there was an article posted on Twitter by Colin Shaw. His his article was, are you listening to your customers or driving them mad? And Colin was kind of talking about how he feels that some customers out there now are becoming survey overload. So there's far too many surveys out there for to gather to gather customer feedback. And what he suggests is actually the better form of collecting customer feedback or customer sentiment. And that's a that's a term I'm hearing a lot now, this customer sentiment, is through the social media platforms such as Twitter, um, and obviously Facebook and Instagram. And if anybody's interested, that is available on beyondphilosophy.com. So that was that's one person I'd like to call out, Colin Shaw. You can follow him on Twitter. Colin Shaw, thought leader. 
major figure in Absolutely. our space. Love it. Keep going. Absolutely. The second person I'd like to call out, and I, I, I'm not sure if you know him, Neil, um, is Chad Horenfeld. I think I pronounced his, his name correctly. He is part of the wonderful customer team. You know, you were speaking a couple of weeks ago about customer and the wonderful experience you've got, you've had with them. Well, I've started to see them more and more now in the kind of the customer experience space. And Chad posted um, an article again through Twitter called Simple Words to Follow as a Customer Success Leader. And there's three there's three points here. And I won't go into detail with them, but in terms of the three where listen to your customers, which I know sounds straightforward, but you know a lot of companies don't do that. Execute again. Don't just say it, be about it, which I think is a great comment. And then the last one I thought in here was, was, was something that from a contact center, from a, from a client, from a, you know, from a vendor perspective, measure it, right? You've got to be, you've got to be honest. You've got to measure exactly, you know, what's been called out, what hasn't been called out, all that type of stuff. So, um, for me, those were the two, those are two articles I came across. Um, that one is available at enlightenedcustomers.com. Another article I came across um, was as a guy that I think, Neil, you've had some experience with in the past and you speak very highly of him. Jeff Kagan, have I pronounced his name correctly? Jeff Kagan, the famous telecom analyst. Yeah. So here's interesting. He posted an article again through Twitter. It sounds like I only read through Twitter, but that's not the case. He posted an article about the top trending companies for telecommunications for Q1 of this year. The data was being collected by a company called Verdict UK, and it's available on their on their website. So the five top companies, I don't think I don't think four of them will come as a surprise, right? So Verizon, this is in order: Verizon, Samsung, um, Qualcomm, Q U A L C O W M, um, and then T Mobile, and about the merger with Sprint. Um, and this, the data was collected based on how many how many times they'd be tagged in social media platform. The fifth one that I thought was a surprise, the fifth one was Nokia. Wow. So I don't know, yeah, I don't know if they're about to make a comeback into the, into the telecommunications yeah. place, right? I think somebody pulled the plug on them at some point. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Then, yeah, interesting, right? Then yesterday, if, um, if you don't mind just kind of hearing me out on this one, yesterday I was lucky enough to be part of the Tasca's DX Summit. A great, great experience. I'm, you know, I'm fortunate. I, I live in the BPO industry. I've watched Taskers grow over like the last five or six years. They're a wonderful, wonderful company. And the way that they've looked after their staff during the COVID here in the Philippines and across and across the other sites, you know, globally is, is, is second to none in my opinion. They've done a great job. However, um, I, I, list, I watched probably two or three webinars. Uh, yesterday. Um, the one I want to call out to, I want to call out a guy by the name of Lance Gruner. He is the VEP of customer care at MasterCard. And he, he made some statements that I was, I was, I was, I was of interest yesterday. So his, his was, this was a statement about customer experience, right? He said that I don't know how many, how many companies they surveyed. Let's say they surveyed a hundred companies, but I don't know the number, mate. They were saying, they asked the question to the companies that, do you think you give a great customer experience? And 80% of the custom, of the company said, yes, we give a great customer experience. They then asked customers of those companies the same question. Guess what the percentage was that said, we have a great customer experience? I bet it was the 80-20 rule. 80-20 in one direction, then 20-80 the other direction. Or was it that, was it that bad? Yeah. 
it, it's worse, man. Only 8% of the customers thought that they had a great customer experience, right? Wow. So <laughs> there's a massive disconnect there in terms of what we as a company think is a, is a great customer experience versus what a customer actually wants, right? And I think, Neil, we could do a podcast in the future about like walking the property, right? You know, what exactly is a customer experience from start to end and where are our customer stand, uh, pain points? Um, so, yeah, and then he also mentioned something about three steps to become a customer experience champ. And um, these are along of, lines of like evolve the mindset, as we spoke about walking the property, um, and then tell the story. So, yeah, some really, really great, um, really great insights for me. So those are my, those are my customer experience heroes for the week. That's a, Sorry, that's I, a I, sensational. I've spoken a little bit too much there. My apologies. No, that's all right. We got lots of, lots of people that are important to recognize. This was, this is a great list. Ladies and gentlemen of the audience, thank you for listening to us. Hope you've enjoyed it. Give us some feedback. You know how to reach out to us. I'm, my Twitter handle uh, or LinkedIn is at Neil Toff. And Paul, remind us of yours is at PaulCat72. Yeah, Twitter at PaulCat72. And then we do have one for the podcast at ChatFires on Twitter. At ChatFires. Exactly. Thank you for joining us. Give us some feedback. Tune in next week for the next podcast. We loved having you. Love this topic. Fireside chats without the fires. Everything contact center, customer care, and call center related. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. This has been another episode of Fireside Chats Without the Fires with Neil Toff and Paul Catherell. Follow Neil and Paul on Twitter at Neil Toff and at PaulCat72. Podcast feedback and topic suggestions are always welcome. Thank you for listening.